week, we revisit the podcast with Emma Pottinger and Kevin Igo. As you may remember, Kevin is the Managing Director of PFP and Chairman of the UK Tax Investigations Conference. They discussed everything you need to know about a HMRC tax investigation. With the fast approaching renewal date of the RBPTIS, this podcast reiterates the importance of this service and how you are protected should an HMRC tax investigation arise. Also, if you're not currently enrolled, the reasons why you should consider this service. Accountancy on Prescription by RBP, one of the leading firms of medical specialist accountants. We know what you find tough, but don't you worry, as we know our stuff. Welcome to this episode of Accountancy on Prescription. I'm Emma Pottinger, and today I have been joined by Kevin Igo, the Managing Director of PFP and Chairman of UK Tax Investigations Conference. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Emma. Nice to speak to you. And you too. Kevin, I know you're seen as one of the UK's leading experts in HMRC tax investigations and inquiries, so I'm keen for you to share with our listeners a little of your knowledge, if I may, regarding this topic. Okay, sure. Be a pleasure. All right. Brilliant. Okay, so shall we kick off with why does the HMRC carry out tax investigations? Officially, HMRC would say it's to ensure that they collect the right amount of tax. However, I think it's true to say there are many in the profession and indeed across the UK who also feel it's about maximising the amount of tax they can take. And we shouldn't forget they don't always want tax, they want interest and penalties on top. So in your experience, what are the main types of inquiries that will affect those who work within the medical sector? I think it's important that medics do understand that they are all subject to tax investigations. And there are several main types that they can undergo. One, I think, is a full inquiry where they look at the self-assessment tax return, be that an individual's return or a partnership return or a limited company return. And they want to look at all entries on that return. So all books and records will be subject to review. And during that inquiry, they will look to check the record keeping. They will look to check that every single item of income is being recorded and recorded correctly and in the correct year. They will look to check that all expenses have been correctly claimed and there's nothing in there that shouldn't be claimed. So it's that type of thing that they're looking for. They'll also carry out an aspect inquiry, which is a similar type of inquiry it can be very detailed. It's likely to be only into one, two, three or more aspects of the tax return. But it can be quite as detailed as a full inquiry, but it will fall short of all books and records. You can also suffer or undergo a payroll inquiry. Okay. So a payroll inquiry is where they look at, obviously, the way the payroll is operated in the practice. So is the payroll system correctly operated? Has it accounted for sick pay correctly? Has it accounted for student loans correctly? That type of thing. Are all benefits in kind recorded correctly? In this world of COVID and furlough schemes that have been operated, they'll check how the furlough scheme has been operated in of the practice. Course. You know, And they'll do this as a matter of course. They won't, you know, you're not going to be unlucky there. They, they will do that. They come check your payroll. They will check your furlough. They will check, was it correctly calculated? What's the terms of the furlough scheme adhered to? And did you need to furlough the staff in the first place? So what can actually trigger an investigation? So there are a number of things that can trigger an investigation. I think people generally don't understand just how clever HMRC are. 
Now, for a start, they keep stats on all businesses. So all medical businesses, you are in a table for HMRC. They will read all of your expenses. So they will know in certain expense headings a variation, if you like, a scale of what they expect to see. Now, when they look at your accounts and they see maybe for whatever reason in a year you've stepped out of that bracket, Uh then that can be a reason to investigate you. But I shouldn't otherwise underestimate the information that they hold on us. So we can help ourselves by not making mistakes, mistakes or returns that have to be corrected do increase the risk. You know, that's just the way it goes. But also making sure that everything is declared on the return, all bank interest. And I know some clients at least do often think, well, I'm sure it's right and just sign it, the tax return. You should never do that. You should always check it. Because yeah. you don't know what information HMRC hold on you. So tell me, what other information do the HMRC hold on us? There's an old saying, isn't there, that Big Brother's coming and Big Brother's on the yeah. way. It's not true. Big Brother's already here. He's been with us for a number of years. HMRC have what they term the Connect IT system. It's called the Connect because it connects everything up. It connects all of us up. And there is not a single person listening to this podcast that isn't on that system we're all on it Uh, and what they can do is they put your name in and they get a printout on you and it's a little like a spider's web so they've got your name in the middle and the little web goes out the strands go out and the strands will lead to bank accounts so it'll have bank interest it'll also have bank account balances it will go to things such as supermarket loyalty cards if you've been abroad Every time you scan your passport, you put it in, HMRC get that information. The airlines have been given information. They've been forced to give it, I stress. They've been giving information to HMRC about their travellers. Every time you use your chip and pin cards, HMRC can get that information. Any properties that are connected with you. you know, And as I said, you, know, you can imagine here in your own minds, the spider's web. How big would your spider's yes. web be? So how does the Connect IT system connect with tax investigations okay so they've got over 20 billion pieces of information on that return that's more than every item in the whole british library and what they do is they marry up their information and i should say it's overseas and not just the uk that they get this information on and they marry it up so if for example they've been told by a bank that you've got hundred thousand pounds in your account or a million pounds in an account they may launch an inquiry to find out how did you accumulate that million pounds. If it's just bank interest, they'll look at the interest and they'll look and see, you know, have you returned it? And they do that for a whole host of things, income from property, for example, if you've got a property connected with you via the stamp duty office, council tax office, anything like that. Mobile phones. If you've got a mobile phone contract linked to you with various addresses, that itself could trigger an inquiry because they marry everything up with what's on their tax return and then they'll investigate you. So, I mean, do you have to have done anything wrong to get investigated? No, I think it's a great myth. And I hear this all the time, you know, that I've done nothing wrong. My affairs are simple. I've got nothing to worry about. Innocence is no protection against a tax inquiry. For us, our own claim stats In over a third of the cases we see, there's a nil settlement with HMRC. And yet, without our service, you've still got to pay those accountancy fees. Yeah. In over 70%, we pay more in fees than the revenue collect in tax, interest and penalties combined. Wow. So, 
when HMRC often says, as it does, you know, we're looking for cost-effective tax investigations, for us, that doesn't bear out because, you know, over 70%, they're not cost-effective for the client. So how far can the HMRC actually go back? HMRC have set inquiry windows. So initially, your self-assessment tax return, they've got to launch an investigation. And by launch, I mean they've got to have delivered a notice of inquiry to you within 12 months of when your return is delivered online. That's for a self-assessment return into an individual partnership limited company. Pays you earn a VAT, they can go back four years. However, if they find something or they make a discovery, then they can go back up to 20 years. I mean, as you know, we are specialist accountants for the medical sector. Can you discuss any recent cases that may be of interest to our listeners? One recent case that springs to mind is a cross-tax inquiry into a medical partnership. But by cross-tax, I mean they launched a full inquiry into the partnership tax return. So they wanted all the details, the expenses and income were dealt with. They also launched a payroll check at the same time, and they were looking at how the furlough scheme worked out with that. And that went on for around 18 months. And the revenue got a B in their bonnet about a couple of the expenses that they just wouldn't let go. They didn't think they were necessarily incurred. We disagreed, and so we fought the case for them and with them. On the payroll front, they weren't happy with the furlough, how it was calculated, and whether it was actually necessary to furlough one individual in particular. Now, again, we disagreed with HMRC, so we, we argued and argued with them. Well, the accountant did then eventually, after about 18 months, they settled for nothing. We had to pay out, I think it was around £8,000 worth of fees in that case. So another great example, they've done nothing wrong. They get picked up, they're faced with an £8,000 fee. Okay. So we provide our clients with a service called RBP Tax Investigation. As you know, this is supported by yourselves at PFP. Can you confirm what are the advantages for our clients having this service and how have you helped them? Well, I think any client who submits a tax return should be considering this service. You know, for the reasons I've just stated, you know, you can get picked up. You can even get picked up at random. You know, if, if your number comes out of the hat, you can get picked up at random. So it is important. What it enables clients to do is use the accountant. I can't tell you and stress how important it is to get professional advice when you're dealing with HMRC. Maybe not necessarily when you're going through an initial pay-as-you-earn or payroll check. You may not need that. But certainly subsequent to that, it's absolutely vital. You know, it's a false economy to think you can save yourself money by not using your accountant. I have seen thousands of disputes over the years, when I mean literally thousands, where disputes have been caused because clients haven't understood the question that HMRC are asking or why they've been asking it. And also, when you get into arguing with HMRC, into disagreements, that's where your advisor are worth their weight in gold. You know, they know the difference between innocent error. They know how to argue it's innocent error rather than a failure to take reasonable care rather than deliberate. Now, and HMRC, you know, they prefer, I think, dealing with unrepresented taxpayers because, frankly, they make more money out of them. Yeah. I mean, some individuals believe that they've got a tax investigation cover, you know, because like as an add-on through other insurances they've taken out. However, these are proven in some cases not to have been sufficient when a tax investigation has arisen. Do you have any tips for our listeners on what they should be looking for if they do believe they've got a policy in place and to ensure that they've got the right level of cover for what's actually needed? Yeah, I think the underlying principle here is these policies 
are sold as bolt-ons to legal expenses policies more often than not. So they're sold and they're costed out for, frankly, two bob and nine pence. And the reason they can do that, and my advice to anybody who's been looking at one of these, is firstly, look at the cover that's available. Look at the heads of cover. Look at what the scheme is providing and the service is providing. Compare the two. You will see some, for example, won't cover aspect inquiries. Some won't cover a compliance visit. They'll only cover a dispute. Some will only cover a dispute when an assessment's been raised. That's next to useless. By the time it gets to assessment, that horse is bolted. You know, it's crawling around on two legs, gasping for air. It's too late. You need to come in early. And I think the main thing, other than that, I think, is who's actually going to do the work. Because they're sold so cheaply, most of these policies, they have their own staff who will carry out the work in the event you're investigated. Now, you've got to think two things there. One, will they have your best interests at heart? Because they are, in effect, employed by an underwriter. So when you're in dispute, who's going to say, well, actually, I should give it in or I should carry on the dispute because it's costing them money? And also, if they will let your accountant do the work, which is very rare in our experience, I mean very rare, will they pay the full charge-out rates? We see quite often where they'll say, well, all right, if we have to use your accountant, we'll use them, but we're only paying up to X. And if your accountant is charging more, then they're going to change. There's going to be a shortfall, isn't there? So you're not comparing like with like, is what I'm saying. For for the vast, vast majorities, in fact, everyone I've ever seen, you're not comparing like with like. If you want to drive a Fiesta, buy a Fiesta. If you want to drive a Rolls Royce, get your service. So without having a crystal ball, what do you believe the future of HMRC investigations are going to look like? I don't think there's any secret we've got a huge budget deficit at the moment, and it's growing by the day, regardless of who's in power at the time. It's growing by the day. It's not getting any smaller. And we're also living in a very, very political world. And politically, it's expedient to raise money by launching tax investigations. The public perception, and this is what you always hear, is we're devoting more money to attacking those businesses and individuals who aren't paying their fair share. They don't say, but a third of you will be innocent. They don't say, well, over 70% of you will collect less in tax than you pay in accountants' fees, because that's not quite politically expedient. But the public buy this because they, they don't know any better, generally, to be frank. So I think we are going to see an increase in inquiries. You know, we're seeing them ramping up. I think my fear is that we're going to see a hardening of approach by HMRC. And when I say a hardening, I mean a continuation of hardening because we've seen it already. You know, the start of COVID, they were really gentle. If you wanted to time to pay arrangement, they were really, really agreeable. Now it's not quite so easy. Now they're ramping up again. So I think we're going to see more of the inquiries of all types. I also think we'll see more encouragement coming from HMRC to encourage informants. You know, I think in one year yes. alone, they had nearly 100,000 people phoned what I term the grass line to unburden themselves on their fellow citizens. You know, they're looking for us if a plumber comes around and says, I'll do this less for cash, that we're going to say, no, you keep that and then report them to the revenue. That, that's what they're trying to look for. So I think we're in for interesting times. I mean, I think I could talk about this topic all day because it's intriguing to see what channels the HMRC are taking. But unfortunately, that's all the time we've got for today. So, Kevin, just a massive thank you for coming on our show and sharing your knowledge with us. You're most welcome. 
I think we're all going to be looking over our shoulder now with Big Brother watching us. But if any listeners would like to know more about the RBP service that we provide, please see my contact details on this week's show notes. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate and follow us on your chosen podcast platform and feel free to share with your family, friends and colleagues as this topic is actually relevant to all those that are self-employed. Bye for now. You have been listening to RBP's Accountancy on Prescription podcast. For any updates, please visit www.rbp.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at RBPCA. The contents of this podcast is for general guidance and informational purposes only and does not constitute any form of advice. The information provided by RBP is of a general nature. Appropriate and tailored advice or independent research should be obtained before making any decisions. RBP does not accept any liability for any loss or damage which is incurred from you acting or not acting as a result of listening to Accountancy on Prescription.